0: Hi, and welcome to New Books and Genocide Studies, part of the New Books Network of podcasts. My name is Kelly McFall from Newman University, and I'm the host of the show. I'm thrilled today to be talking with hans Lukas Kieser, author of an outstanding new biography of Talat Pasha. Kieser offers a distinctive perspective on the history surrounding the First World War by examining it from the perspective of Istanbul, by focusing on Ottoman decisions and visions, especially that of the leading member of the Committee of Union and Progress, Kieser is able to shed new light on the mass violence against the Armenians and other Christian minorities during the war. It's a fascinating book, and I learned a lot from it. I'm looking forward to talking with Hans Lucas about the book today. So, Hans Lucas, welcome, and thanks for joining us in New Books and Genocide Studies.
1: Yeah, hi, Kelly. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for this opportunity to talk on the book.
0: Well, it's a great book and I'm looking forward to chatting about it. So, but before we do that, maybe you could just say something about um about yourself and how you became a, an academic and and how you became interested in, in the Ottoman Empire.
1: Yeah, that uh, was was quite a long way. Uh, I I was a student of history at the University of Zurich uh, in the 80s and uh, that was uh, just after the The military uh, Mm putsch in uh, in Turkey, you know, the great military putsch with uh, with a repression, especially on 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 the on on the youth, on on a university youth of activists, and many fled to Europe, also to Switzerland. And that was then an encounter for me with these uh, uh, with such uh, people coming to Basel. I had then moved to Basel. And uh, so uh, suddenly, history became 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 different. Uh, huh. It got some uh, much more urgency for me because nobody could really explain me all the whole background. So, so it uh, for me, uh, history in, in 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 its full contemporary sense and 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 Turkish history, Middle Eastern history, started with encounters in a workers. Uh, uh, neighborhood in the in the town of Basel and uh, it took years until i started then to do real research at the end of the 80s uh, i went then to paris because there were, was a were good uh, opportunities to study also ottoman the ottoman language and uh, yeah so um, i started then really to become um, a historian of the modern uh, Near East, as we say in Europe, and uh, of Turkey, especially Turkey as the successor state of the Ottoman Empire, and uh, started in a way to read, uh, to to write books that I had wanted to read uh, in in the early uh, uh, 80s. And uh, and where I had felt a real lack of, um, of 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 intellectual food.
0: So why this book now? Why write about Talat Pasha?
1: Yeah, I was in a way reluctant to to draw near to the to the to the power holders. I I start. I was much more interested in in history from below. Uh, in the provinces, in the periphery, in 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 in, in the people who 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 who, were, uh, who suffered repression or marginalisation. So I did a lot of studies and wrote also a lot on on Kurds, on Alevis, on on the Armenians, uh, and uh, did this uh, also, for example, on the on on the important uh, basis of American missionary sources. Uh, but uh, in a way, I, I felt then more and more the necessity and uh, in a way the duty uh, to to research also the center after so much that is about the, the, the periphery and, 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 and those below. And uh, so I, I finally uh, took uh, 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 the... Uh, uh, I, I finally uh, then confront uh, uh, met the challenge um, I, I could now not find the words. there is a German word den Stier bei den Hörnern packen so really attack, attack the, the issue, so I finally I got the, the courage um, also the means, thanks to an Australian fellowship, that's why I'm in Australia now uh-huh. I, I, I profit from a um, future fellowship from the Australian Research Council. And uh, that has allowed me then to fully elaborate what was already in my mind, what I had partly started. That is this uh, biography, this critical biography of Talat, uh, the main uh, figure of the Committee of Union and Progress. So the main power holder, the the seminal uh, politician uh, in the, the Ottoman Middle East of the 1910s. So that's uh, yeah, what I what I now have uh, could finish this year. Um, Yeah, I I feel uh, I feel uh, uh, how to say uh, I I feel uh, now uh, like uh, liberated from (laughs) from from uh, from a long work and duty. (laughs) Yeah, but but happy to (laughs) to have done it.
0: So we were talking earlier, and I know this took you years to write. What? How, how how available were the sources for this? Did you find the sources that you expected? Did how, how hard was it to track down what you needed to know to write this book?
1: Mm-hmm. I I would say I found uh, largely what I wanted uh, because I I was already uh, a historian. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Quite worst in the, in those in the in in, in what uh, is possible with regard to the archives. Let's say the only archive uh, which I, where I could not do systematical studies are the military archives no. in Ankara, uh, uh, because Talat, even if he was not the minister of war. Uh, but that is typical for this uh, figure, for this imposing figure. Has a lot as to, to, to do also with, with the army and with the special organization, uh, and uh, so there is uh, a lot of uh, he, him, of, of his, uh, of, of documents with his names also in the military archives. But they have a totally selective. Uh, a way of giving documents or not giving documents. Already the access is rather difficult. So I did not play this game and uh, had enough of, uh, had a lot of uh, other uh, uh, archives. Um, and also, what is probably the most important uh, source uh, I have diaries. This is, uh, this is, this, because for a biography you need. Uh, something more than administrative uh, sources. And uh, so you have seen, you have read the book. uh, I have made use uh, especially of three diaries that are uh, accessible since uh, very recently only. And uh, yeah, all in all, I I have uh, found the... the the, the diversity, the variety of sources that I wanted, also from Armenian sources, from uh, ARF, Armenian Revolutionary Federation sources, um, uh, memoirs uh, of of Armenian uh, figures uh, to uh, German sources, which are very important, uh, both uh, the official sources uh, of the foreign ministry, and uh, the private uh, sources, what was written as memoirs and, and others, letters uh, of Germans are present uh, there. And uh, I have used uh, Austrian also, uh, French, uh, British, American sources. So I would say it's a, it's, it's a very broad uh, basis, uh, but uh, as uh, the what has given me the closest access to the to the personality, let's say the vibrant uh, part or uh, the, the the window that that he gave me uh, access uh, to, to to the to the character of the person that were was especially the diary of uh, of the of Halats collaborator Chavit mm-hmm. Bey. So the Minister of the Finances, yeah.
0: Well, maybe we can start by just yes. asking you, um, what, was, what was Talat like as a person? Where did he grow up? What was he like to talk to? Uh, what would people who met him say about him? Uh, what kind of person was he?
1: Yeah, uh, he, he is uh, the child of a uh, lower-middle-class uh, family uh, in Edirne, that is in the European part of uh, Ottoman Turkey, but also of today's Turkey. It's uh, not far from the, from the frontier to, to, to Greece. And uh, it he's, he lost uh, early his father, so he was the only male in a family with... Uh, Sisters and and his uh, mother, and uh, he went to school, but did not finish uh, his secondary school because he had troubles with his uh, teachers. Uh, he even uh, must have had, uh, he even must have struck a teacher, so that he was uh, instantaneously dismissed then from from school. So he is one of, these, of the self-made men that we know from history who had, uh, who, who had not really studied, uh, and, uh, but who nevertheless then, uh, then acquired the quite um, important knowledge, uh, at least the knowledge they needed uh, for uh, what they wanted, and they wanted power, and that's uh, very clear. That's a, that's a key notion in, in Talat's biography. And uh, but this, of course, came step by, by step. Uh, in uh, Talat uh, uh, came cl- uh, very uh, early, already as a teenager, uh, in, in touch with uh, the young Turk uh, opposition in the, in the underground against the Sultan Abdul Hamid. And the the Committee of Union on Progress, uh, which is so uh, a crucial uh, uh, organization in in this biography, was founded at the end of the 1880s at the Military School of Medicine in in Istanbul. And uh, there it, it uh, it, it, it established um, a kind of a network, a secret ne- network during the 90s, and, and Talat himself came then into contact with members of this network in Adirne, and uh, felt very much um, uh, felt very much uh, 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 challenged and and, and also. Uh, Uh, He he felt close to this kind of discourse, patriotic discourse, but also subversive discourse, rebellious discourse. And uh, he he was then imprisoned because of these contacts and activities of that cell in in Edirne, and uh, came later free after more than a year and uh, could get a post in uh, Saloniki, So that's also in the European, uh, at that time, European uh, Ottoman Turkey. Now it's uh, Thessaloniki, it's in Greece. And Saloniki was later really the center of the Committee of Union and Progress. And Talat built up this center. So he was a master networker in the underground. And, and that is an absolute distinctive feature of his personality so he is is a, a secretive um, conspirationist uh, networker who who, who has uh, who, is very, who was very talented in, in making contacts in, in motivating people bringing them together uh, uh, organizing um, uh, a whole uh, group. And, and, and also intimidating, if necessary, people who could have been a risk for this uh, group, uh, including uh, intimidating to kill already, uh, also before the revolution. And uh, so he managed to build up the center of the young Turks in, in opposition in Saloniki. And the second center, of course, was in exile in Europe. Uh, in, first in Geneva, then in Paris, and they joined, fused in 1907. And Talat was the representative, informal representative of the of the Saloniki center, and uh, Doctor. Um, Nazem that kept coming from paris and that was the preparation then of the of the young turk revolution a year later um, th- at that time the armenian revolutionary federation was part of this uh, pact of this uh, joint venture and uh, that's how uh, finally they got really on the sur- political surface as the committee of union Progress with the Young Turk Revolution of July 1908. Uh, it, they had not already the persons, uh, the politicians uh, that could, uh, uh, could uh, have uh, executive posts, so still Abdul Hamid, the sultan, uh, remained at his uh, place, and, 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 and his uh, figures, uh, his experienced politicians uh, uh, would continue, but according uh, to the directives of the, of the committee, and this means also the directives of Talat. In contrast to a few years later, Talat at this uh, stage was one among several uh, important committee members, especially these military doctors, Dr. Nasim and also Dr. Baitinshak here, Uh, They they had a better education. They had been a long time in Europe. So they had uh, um, in the committee itself uh, a very strong stand. Uh, And uh, Talat was certainly not uh, simply the, the first person or a primus inter pares. But already he started to be the face of the committee then, uh, and in 1909, uh, he he was the first minister of uh, the the first minister of the CUP of the Committee of Union Progress. Uh, uh, that is uh, the first who, who who got an executive uh, post together with uh, Chavit, whom I mentioned already, the finance minister. Then also in summer 1909. Uh, so he already became uh, uh, visible uh, and, and more than the others, uh, the, the, the eminence Greece, as one calls them also, these military doctors who were at that time so important. They uh, remained very important in the committee, but could never, what was Talat's uh, strengths, combine both a strong position in the com- in the Secretive Committee and a strong position in the visible public politics in the parliament and in the government. So that's uh, the, the the key for, for Talat's uh, uh, power, is that he combined uh, both uh, power uh, sources. Uh, uh, of course, at that time, he was a, a greenhorn. He, he was totally new in politics. Uh, and it took him uh, several years uh, to to then uh, be able to to become really the first figure. That this is the case in 1913. So there were crises in between. There there was also the big crisis in uh, already in April 1909 with the counter uh, putsch of of, uh, of Islamist forces, but partly. Also um, supported by liberal forces, uh, because already then there was the fear that the Committee of Union and Progress would become authoritarian, what it became, in fact, uh, uh, very much uh, a few years later. So there it was a complex uh, counterputch already uh, a few months after, after the Young Turk Revolution. Then he became a minister, together with Javit and also others. Uh, uh, but uh, he was finally disillusioned from the parliamentary life. Uh, so this crisis that we see in his life, uh, which has different dimensions, uh, the political crisis, as I just described, disillusion with uh, democracy, with uh, parliamentarism. Uh, is uh, goes hand in hand with a personal crisis. He, he. The doctor says him that he will not be able to father a child. He, he was just uh, uh, freshly married um, in nineteen uh, twelve, and uh, at, and the same year in July was a putsch against uh, a government dom- dominated by the. Uh, Young Turks, as by the Committee of Union and Progress at Talat, and the other ministers uh, were dismissed. Uh, and the party was very much uh, threatened uh, of dissolution by uh, so-called liberals, uh, uh, the so-called liberals who, who came uh, to the power in that uh, July of 1912. Uh, so that was a very critical year. And the Talat that we see then in the 1910s and during World War One is very much informed by this crisis that made a radical and a warmonger um, out uh, from him. Before, he, he was widely seen, and especially also by Armenian uh, uh, colleagues as or comrades. Or brothers, as they called themselves political brothers, as, as revolutionaries as they under, understood, uh, one the other, uh, the revolutionaries of the 1908, the brothers of the, in this political sense. Uh, he was seen until then as a, as a democrat or comparatively, as a Democrat who who had a a vision of of, of new uh, interactions between the different elements of the empire and of new political fundaments uh, based on the the Constitution of 1908. And uh, so uh, we have very much to take into account the the development of the personality and the turns and changes. And I really emphasize this uh, development and and turn in Talat's political life, but combined to his uh, personal life in the second half of 1912, when he then uh, sees the solution for the political problem, but maybe also for the personal problem, in a very proactive, uh, uh, warm, muncher uh, 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 attitude so uh, and also a populist, uh, to a certain extent, a populist attitude. I said that the committee had been very secretive. And the, the military doctors I mentioned uh, were, uh, were secretive persons. They were not public persons. Talat was already to a certain extent a public person since uh, uh, the Young Turk Revolution, but now he became also um, uh, an orator. So he made a speeches together with others uh, uh, that, uh, that called for war against the Balkan states in the fall of 1912. So normally you read in the textbooks, and that's not wrong, but it's not the whole uh, picture. That aggressive Balkan states attacked the Ottoman Empire, but if you look now, what what happened with these Young Turks in the in the opposition for a moment because of the July Putsch, 1912? They wanted war at any price. They wanted war, and they called the people, the the, the students, the, um, the 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 all the intelligentsia, the press. And they were quite; uh, had quite some support. Um, and the liberals were not so severe in their repressions uh, of of that uh, of the Young Turks. Uh, then, uh, in in a in a temporary uh, opposition, they could have been totally dissoluted at that time. So, we see Talat as a as a warmonger, as a as a populist, as a public orator. As very subversive, as wanting war, calling to war against uh, these Balkan states, and war then fi- and then finally comes in the in the October of 1912, uh, and this is dramatically lost by by uh, an insufficiently prepared uh, Ottoman army, uh, uh, and in in a way that's what. Uh, what uh, what played in, uh, into the game, of, of, of course, of, of Talat because this allowed him then to prepare, not alone, but as the, as the mastermind of, of, of the whole action, uh, the putsch of uh, January 1913, which was decisive uh, for the establishment of the Young Turk single-party rule that lasted until, until the fall of 1918.
0: So, so, so that's a wonderful narrative, um, and and you point out this this moment where Talat and, and people around him reimagine the future for the Ottoman Empire. So, so, what is his vision for the future? What 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 does he want to have happen? What does he want the Ottoman Empire to look like as he's as he's um, involved in these events in 1912 and 1913?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, again. It's 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 really a turning point. Before one could have believed, but of course um, that's not so sure. And and Şükrü Hanyolu, the, our colleague in in, uh, in Princeton, was very right in uh, in, in making clear how strongly Turkish uh, 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 were already members of the Committee of Union and Progress even before 1908. But nevertheless, uh, there was a constitutional enthusiasm. So a vision for the Ottoman future based on a more democratic, uh, as on a, demo, on, on, a, on a constitution and a revised, more democratic constitution also. Uh, and and we cannot deny that Talat shared in this vision, at least to a to a certain extent. Uh, we have already before his crisis uh, uh, some uh, uh, some clear signs that he does no longer really share in this in this uh, in this vision, but. Uh, it became uh, entirely clear uh, that uh, he has changed and, and, and that he follows other visions with this turn of, of late 1912 and then, uh, of course, the establishment of the single-party rule. And, and so your question was, what, what was then the vision for the empire? So that was uh, it was really a different vision uh, it was still imperial, so in this sense, uh, it was uh, yeah that that was a common trait. But it was not imperial in the sense of uh, democratic or more democratic, diverse, uh, balanced, uh, perhaps to a certain extent, federal um, Ottoman Empire. As the Young Turks were always reluctant against any. Uh, regionalization; they were always centralist. One, one must uh, clearly see this. But he he became even more centralist. Uh, and what was totally different was uh, was a uh, a uh, uh, more and more explicit uh, 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 Turkish nationalism or Turkism that uh, made these. Uh, Imperial actors, imperial nationalist actors. So that uh, sounds like a paradox, but this means that they had a very strong uh, now identification with the new nationalist current, an ethno nationalist current uh, that uh, had as the most important. as its most important prophet, uh, prophet and ideologue uh, at that time, Zia Gekalt, uh, a, a close uh, a friend of uh, Talat, also member of the Central Committee, also then in Saloniki. He came from the Al-Bakir, but uh, settled down in Saloniki in 1909. So this uh, new uh, the nationalist Turkish uh, current. Uh, really reshapes uh, the imperial uh, self-understanding of uh, these young imperial actors and uh, makes them uh, uh, radical in the sense that their nationalist enthusiasm uh, gives them uh, ideas uh, that... Are partly exuberant uh, and uh, sure, certainly to a large extent, very intolerant uh, vis a vis the other non Turkish uh, elements uh, of the empire. So, what we call before Ottomanism, that is the idea of a a common Ottoman uh, coexistence uh, uh, based on a constitution disappears uh, more and more. And what takes the center stage is uh, this uh, new Turkism, but uh, we we must be very clear, which is a Muslim Turkism. So it's very much mixed with an understanding, a selective understanding of Islam. Uh, Gökal takes the, 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 the theological claim of supremacy from the from uh, the from Sunni Islam and combines it with uh, this new uh, Pan Turkist uh, uh, vision and and self understanding uh, both culturally at that time the expression is mostly cultural then during the World War I one it becomes also political at the at the start already. And uh, so that's uh, that's uh, a, 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 a very new outlook, uh, an outlook uh, that uh, is uh, that does not know uh, limits. Uh, so you had before. Um, uh, the humble, uh, let's say, uh, uh, wisdom among many uh, Ottoman actors uh, around 1908 that the, the, mo- the main challenge would be to, to hold the empire together or even if one would lose uh, certain parts, then at least to build up from the interior uh, a, a better, more prosperous, also politically more uh, solid and and possibly more democratic uh, society. Now, this uh, this uh, domestic uh, constructive aspects uh, in a way uh, 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 does uh, uh, yeah uh, loses its uh, its importance, its urgency. Uh, because a much bigger, greater, more, much more appealing ideology, ideology is there that not only wants the real, real restoration of the empire, but even the expansion. And in any case, in any case, it wanted uh, Asia Minor, that's Anatolia, as a national home of the for the Turks. So again, uh, we have something like a paradox, a national home of the Turks, but it's, it's an empire. It's not a paradox. It's, uh, it's this, uh, this historical fact of what others also call a, a national, of national imperialists uh, who combine a, a kind, a vision of a nation state with, with empire. Uh, which was, anyways, uh, to a uh, uh, yeah, uh, comparably the case with the colonial empires of the European nation states. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, Talat. Uh, that's the Committee of Union on Progress in 1913 um, and 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 before the eve of the of World War One. So,
0: um, at the very e- just before the war, there's a a, a decision. Made by Talat and other people in the government um, in the need to, I guess you would call cleanse um, a group of people. The and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The room is room. Is that right? Um,
1: the room. Yeah, yeah. The Greek Orthodox um, the Ottoman uh, city. Yeah, yeah. What does that yeah. tell us
0: about how this imagined future? how, how the Talat intended to put this imagined future into 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 place why 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 the decision to remove these greek orthodox and and what does that say about the direction of Talat's policies
1: yeah so uh, as i just uh, said so in any case uh, anatolia should become national home for the Turks so under under the exclusive sovereignty uh, politically but also economically culturally and uh, now this uh, uh, removal expulsion of the Rum at the Aegean coast so in the, in the, in the, in the greater region of Izmir uh, this uh, was part of uh, of this vision of of uh, National Home um, Anatolia, but uh, I re-emphasize within an imperial vision. And of course, uh, it was uh, uh, very strongly also a resentful reaction, but uh, a resentful reaction with a lot of uh, rationality, Against, um, also to the losses uh, during the Balkan wars, uh, when there were hundreds of uh, thousands of uh, Muslim migrants, refugees, uh, or people who were expelled uh, uh, from uh, during war uh, during the Balkan wars. So. It was um, a kind of a revenge that—that uh, that is, uh, by the way, uh, an, abs- an absolute keyword in, in, in the in the Young Turk uh, publications of the time. So revenge, revenge is, is 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 what they call for, and it is part of the revenge uh, uh, of, against the victory of the, of Greece. Uh, uh, to expulse these people and to make place for Muslims, Muslims uh, of, of coming from the Balkans. Yeah, at the same time, uh, we see it now retrospectively as a, as a first um, very important uh, part of, uh, of of a very broad uh, demographic engineering that went on in the in the decade to come.
0: You make a point in the book, um, a, a good point, about the need to see things from Istanbul as opposed to Paris or Britain, or sorry, or London or, or Berlin. So in, in 1914, is, is Talat's looking around from Istanbul? Um, how does he see the world, and why does he think that war is the right answer to the challenges facing the empire?
1: Yeah. So you mean the First World War, the Great War? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Although it, I suppose didn't have to be the First World War. You talk at least in part about the the, the danger that there would be a mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: a Greco Ottoman conflict that from which World war, war could have emerged if history had gone differently.
1: Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So so he he is really in the war modus talat since the fall of 1912. So war is for him uh not only legitimate it is it is uh, real the key to 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 solutions and and uh, in a gamble that he accepts because he anyway uh yeah he there there uh, there were a lot of losses and and we can only gamble and 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 then perhaps we will win that's uh One must see that uh, in this sense, uh, there was a a different political mentality in in, in Istanbul. And um, after all all the the events in the Balkans, already before the Balkan Wars, with with rebellions, with guerrillas, with uh, with, uh, political assassinations, which, which were nearly a normality, and so the, the the assassination in Sarajevo was was not part, very special for uh, special news for Istanbul, whereas whereas it was uh, special news for Europe. Uh, yeah, and uh, so he he, he 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 they were experienced in dealing with such events and experience in looking for. Advantages perhaps to, to take from from such uh, as well from crisis uh, profiting from crisis uh, that's, uh, that's something that Europe uh, in the Belle Époque uh, was not so much used uh, to do, at least not in Europe itself. Yeah. the colonies are, are a partly different world. Uh. Uh, yeah, so um, Talat uh, really uh, uh, prepared a war um, against Greece, not only Talat, uh, Enver, so the the the, 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 the single party ru- uh, regime, because they wanted to take back uh, islands uh, uh, near to the to, to the to the Anatolian coast. By the way, the same islands uh, recently Erdogan uh, said uh, they they must be Turk. So it's it's not it's not so old an issue. It's 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 quite a topical issue, as as is much of what uh, what I, I I had to write to write in this book. Uh, a lot this is very topical, including now this uh, this issue of the islands that was, uh, Aegean islands that was uh, a main reason for the single party regime to prepare war, and to do all to acquire. Uh, uh, uh warships uh, and uh also uh, to to have the the the, the audacity or their de- devilry to 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 expulse two hundred thousand uh, people imagine this in peace times in peacetime, such an expulsion uh, and and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's really astonishing uh, that uh, the european diplomacy did not react uh, more, uh, yeah, more d- d- decisively. But um, again, that one must see all factors at the same time. The reform plan for the armen for the Eastern provinces, uh, including Armenians, uh, Kurds, uh, and others, uh, had been signed. So there was also a lot of hope, and w- and one did not want to, 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 to. Uh, in a way, to, to put an obstacle now uh, into the, 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 the realization of these reforms in the eastern part of Asia Minor with a too severe a reaction against uh, what the, uh, the Talat uh, did in the West. Uh, so uh, we have... Um, uh, a, a really uh, particular situation with both signs of peace and peaceful futures and signs of war and a and, and future of war in this spring of 1914. But what we must say, looking from Istanbul, and that's your question, uh, these people at, at the top of the committee and, and Talat uh, as the first one, they uh, calculated with war. So they wanted war with Greece. They prepared war with Greece. Of of course, they wanted war once they were ready to win the war. And uh, they uh, were uh, not so uh, badly surprised when there was the, the July crisis in Europe. On the contrary, they were quite happy because that gave them the chance to finally, finally uh, now conclude an alliance with a European great power. What they always had wanted and always had been refused. And Wangenheim, the the German ambassador, still refused, was reluctant at the first moment when they came to him asking for an alliance after mid-July 1914. And then we have this famous note uh, of uh, Kaiser Wilhelm uh, at the margin of a telegram: uh, "Wangenheim must uh, change. Uh, we 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 will uh, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, and we will need uh, the alliance. Uh, we will need every rifle for a war that is preparing. And so that's how this alliance uh, then uh, comes." Uh, uh, to be uh, concluded in, in, on the 2nd of August. And we see very happy uh, young Turks, very, very happy, enthusiastic talat in these on these days. We can read this in the diary of, of Chavit, who was with all these guys. It, it just came back. Uh, the, uh, and uh, from Europe, and and, and he, he saw them, and and he was perplexed because Chavit is is the one in the in the committee who has often a bit a different, uh, more skeptical um, the attitude. But they are happy, and the, the press uh, of the of the uh, of the committee, the committee press, which anyway is is in line, put in line since. Uh, since the since the single party rule, uh, they really they write articles that uh, that uh, show uh, the schadenfreude, that is uh, happiness on that uh, on the fact that now Europe is uh, is, is experiencing uh, catastrophe as uh, the Ottoman Empire had experienced it during the Balkan Wars.
0: With the with the alliance with Germany, how how does Talat plan to win the war?
1: Uh, he over he's overconfident as far as Germany is concerned. He's not the only one to be overconfident. They they see Germany as an invincible power, and of course, Germany was a very impressive power. Uh, one one might forget this. Uh, in retrospective, but Germany was the was the was the locomotive in economy, in military, uh, and uh, and 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 very up uh, upcoming, promising uh, world power uh, in the in the early 20th century. So he was overconfident. So he believed that with Germany at uh, his side, uh, the war would anyway be won. And so the gamble was uh, was very audacious. Uh, so the gamble included uh, just uh, from the start, because the war started, in fact, uh, not with the official entrance uh, of the Ottoman Empire into the war at the end of of October, also after the events of the the attack at the end of the October against uh, against uh, the Black Sea Russian Black Sea towns, but it. It started immediately uh, uh, in August uh, with the preparations, with guerrilla activities at the Caucasus front, Uh, and the gamble was very audacious. That is, a a, a, a penetration of the Russian front in the Caucasus and, and then the the, the the conquest of the Caucasus, uh, including uh, the Baku, also up to the Caspian Sea. It included the the, the reconquest of Egypt, uh, which uh, the Britain, uh, confisc, also the yeah, Britain was the was the protect uh, had had Egypt as a, as a, under its administration since uh, since the late nineteenth century, but. Uh, it uh, annexed it uh, then uh, with, with, the, with the outbreak of First World War. So uh, uh, very, um, uh, a very, very uh, audacious gamble, uh, partly or, or largely, uh, largely uh, based on overconfidence on Germany but also as i said on on this uh, new ideological outlook that uh, lacked the uh, a balanced uh, and sober uh, understanding of of of, uh, of 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 geopolitics so um
0: so that's the the idea is that they will rely on or they will um work with uh, an exceptionally powerful German state to um, to win the war, and their immediate contribution to this will be this offensive in the Caucasus. Uh, as you point out in the book, the kind of chronology here has become important in terms of how people try and explain the decisions about the actions against Armenians and April or May. So so can you walk us through kind of the chronology in those next few months of what, what happens in the fall and winter of 1914 and uh, and what that says about Talots and other people's attitudes toward Armenians in
1: in the spring of 1915. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> it's, uh, the, yeah, these are these are uh, are really yeah questions we discussed uh, now for uh, for years very intensively, yeah. and so now what's 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 the main picture that emerges from Talat's biography, political biography. So, on uh, one point is important. So, uh, 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 and may a little bit uh, change um, the the picture we have. Not not entirely. Uh, even we have got in in recent uh, uh, research, we have um, a very aggressive top. We have very aggressive top leaders, especially. Uh, Enver and Talat, and also Talat. Often you read, one reads in the textbook and, and in research, that Talat was was reluctant and only Enver was the only one who who wanted war. I think I, I can very clearly show that this was not the case. Uh, just Talat was was the better diplomat and and he could play with different faces to, towards different uh, uh, representatives in Istanbul. But uh, in fact, he, he was in, 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 in agreement with, with Enver um, in the main points, and especially also with regard to war in, in the Caucasus, which is now our, uh, which is a really a main argument and the and, and main background for the Armenian genocide. So it is important to see this war in the Caucasus prepared and partly implemented from August uh, 1914 as a as a guerrilla war with many deaths already and um, and and and, and, uh, and killing of civilians and and, and robbing of, of 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 them because uh, uh, also these milices that were uh, uh, also put up um, uh, beside uh, the regular army they had they lacked often uh, the, the necessary uh, uh, material and food so so uh, uh, robbing and and and, and, and attacking uh, uh, christian villages on on the one or the other side of the frontier was a means to to provide uh, uh, what was needed so it's very important to see this as as, as a general picture in uh, at the Co- uh, at the Caucasus uh, front from the Black Sea to northern Iran. So it's it's a very broad uh, uh, front that is put up already. And this uh, and partly already gets uh, brutalized uh, very early. It is also important to see that Talat already at that uh, uh, at stage, that is in early September, uh, sends a circular telegram in which he orders to the the governors um, in in those provinces, uh, but quite large, as in Eastern Asia Minor, uh, to very closely uh, 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 survey the the Armenian uh, organizations, Armenian leaders, Armenian intelligentsia, and to prepare all to arrest them if necessary. So that's something uh, one must know. This does not mean that there is now a blueprint to genocide. There is not. It is this, what I said. But that's very important. It is, of course, a, a step toward the, toward the, the selection of, of, of the whole group already. And then we see uh, that all, nearly all the campaigns fail in this uh, first uh, half year. Uh, so uh, the campaign into the Caucasus fa- fails catastrophically at the end of December. So the campaign then that was led uh, with regular, with the regular army that uh, enters the game uh, after the official entrance into war in November and uh, in uh, and uh, also the conquest of uh, of Egypt. Uh, by Chemal Pasha's army fails uh, in early uh, 1914, and uh, also there are defeat. There is a defeat in southern Iraq. So this it's a very depressive time in uh, late uh, January and February. And then, uh, so so it's 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 nearly uh, 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 paraly- paralysis, uh, and and Tala uh, as a person is uh, very visibly uh, depressed. Chavit uh, writes uh, how how depressed he saw his friend, and uh, it is then uh, this uh, decisive victory on the eighteenth of uh, of March. Against uh, this uh, naval uh, breakthrough uh, uh, or attempt at a naval breakthrough uh, in, the, in the Dardanelles. This uh, first victory that, uh, in a way, uh, changes the situation, galvanizes again this uh, aggressive spirit, uh, uh, and, and, uh, uh, and enables then Talat and the committee to again proactively. Take uh, the affairs into their hands and to 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 be even more audacious and murderous in this case in their uh, planning of the near future so the the planning of the attack against the Armenians is something that uh, we see being done and and, and and we see it being done both because these decisive people meet, those coming back from the Eastern Front with all the fresh observations and experience and ideas also. And, uh, of course, the main actors, the main uh, uh, leaders uh, in the the capital. So uh, this said, uh, I I should perhaps add that um, already at uh, a very severe repression of Armenian leaders had started. Uh, then, in late uh, 1914, uh, related to this campaign uh, that led by Enver that finally failed catastrophically at Sarikamish, Sar- Sar- but uh, there was not uh, not the 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 the. the the confidence, the, let's say, the the daredevil confidence that, that one could do such a big a thing and, and murder a thing as, mm-hmm. as a genocide, as we call it uh, today. Uh, at that time, because depression then began to reign and and in this sense also a political uh, political passivity, uh, and this was uh, only then turned uh, in mid, uh, after mid-March uh, and went together with this first very important victory that was followed then by other victories in the defense of, of the capital uh, on the peninsula of Gallipoli. Uh, so uh, the decision then uh, to attack frontally and totally the Armenians um, is something that emerges at that time and is not done by Atalat alone. So it is uh, uh, there come several very radical suggestions by governors and by the uh, the, the the leader of the special organization. Uh, which uh, is uh, an, organ- a, 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 an organization secretive, uh, uh, militant uh, or, or organization for special, organ- for, for special actions uh, uh, that is uh, is is fully in the hand of the of the Committee of Union and Progress, and it, not only of Enver but also Talat. The correspondence uh, shows this very clearly. So this leader that's buried Shakir, so one of the eminence agrees, comes back to Istanbul uh, so and then come telegram arrive from the East from governors saying mm-hmm. also suggesting very radical action, including the extermination regionally of Armenia. And so it is Talat who synthesizes uh, this all Uh, and put it and operationalizes it in his telegrams of the 24th of April, uh, which uh, start with the attack on the Armenian leadership and intelligentsia. And then uh, one again can argue rightly, but that's not already the genocide. That's the attack on the intelligentsia. Uh, yes, yes, but uh, very soon, uh, a few weeks later, we see then uh, the first uh, measures taken by Talat, partly suggested by governors on the spot, against the whole populations of um, eastern provinces. And from June, uh, there uh, emerges the picture of uh, of a total removal of the Armenians from the whole of Asia Minor, starting, uh, of course, in the eastern provinces, but uh, it uh, is absolutely clear then in in July. And that's also what uh, the the ambassador Wangenheim then very clearly puts when he writes uh, to Berlin that now it's the extermination of the Armenian race in the Turkish Ottoman Empire that takes place.
0: I'm, you make a point in the book about the Ottoman. I don't know if tradition is the right word, but, but the fact that the Ottomans have used policies of removal and persecution in the in, in, in years before world war one and before the committee of union and progress that there, I don't know if the tradition of this kind of policy is the right way to put it, but at least there are examples of this kind of, of a, of a policy of removal. Does Talat, does he see himself as acting in a longer tradition of government policy or does he see himself advocating and his, and his colleagues advocating and accomplishing something distinctively different?
1: No, he, he is, clearly, is clearly, and his conscience is clearly and outspokenly that uh, of a revolutionary who brings new, um, uh, something new, uh, who creates a new Turkey. That's already a slogan of uh, his era. And uh, who who uses new patterns and who boasts that he did in three months uh, much more against the Armenians than Abdul Hamid Sultan Abdul Hamid had had done in, in thirty years, uh, and and under Abdul Hamid, you know, there was uh, were terrible massacres of of more than a hundred thousand Armenians in the ni- in the eighteen nineties. So he boasted. With having done something much bigger and and of a new dimension and uh, so it's of course he is uh, an imperially biased as i as i very very um, let's say uh, strate- tra- as i say very strategically in my book uh, I use this notion of the imperial bias so he, he 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 acts in a tradition of an imperial bias meaning that uh, Power uh, relation is is, is a key key reference for his political personality. But uh, it is the new dimension of uh, of a Europe of the extremes that, in a way, starts uh, uh, there, uh, because uh, uh, my book uh, very clearly puts the Ottoman Empire into a larger or greater Europe. uh, And uh, it is the first genocide within Europe uh, uh, in this sense. Uh, And and he is the one who who, who was politically capable to put it cynically uh, to do this. And he is conscious that he is uh, acting in a new dimension and uh, a new radicality as demanded by a revolutionary of the 20th century in his self-understanding.
0: In a similar kind of question, we, um, we talked about the, the removal of the Greek Orthodox Christians. You, you also point out the, um, I guess destruction is maybe the right word of Assyrian Christians during the war. Does Talad see these population movements and destructions as all of one piece? Is this, or, or is the treatment of the Armenians somehow different?
1: <clears throat> certainly, we can speak of, uh, of an overall uh, demographic engineering. Uh, this is certainly the pictures that emerges uh, historically when we analyze uh, the whole, uh, the whole uh, situation and, uh, and the, the policy as a whole. Uh, so with regard to the to the uh, but but we yeah with regard to the Assyrians or the Syriac uh, people we do we do not have uh, the same uh, policy uh, uh, explicitly uh, written down ordered by Talat as with the Armenians we have the same uh, we have exactly the same persecution in certain provinces of eastern Asia Minor, but mostly due to the uh, action of local uh, governors mm. or, or local uh, uh, authorities, uh, uh, including officers. Uh, uh, but it's not uh, uh, the, the 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 record in the in the Ottoman archive from the Ministry of the Interior, so Talat acted as the Minister of the Interior uh, during uh, all this uh, the time uh, before he became a Grand Vizier in 1917. Uh, so uh, he, he 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 had uh, the idea to attack the Assyrians in the sense of. Uh, of, uh, of a removal into the interior already in November. So we have an order by Tala uh, to, uh, the, to the governor uh, of one demanding the removal uh, as the deportation of the displacement of these people uh, to the interior. But uh, it's not uh, possible at that time. And uh, then, when once he turns against the Armenians, uh, uh, in the spring and summer of nineteen fifteen, he at the, at a certain moment when the governor of the Arbakir includes all Christians, that is also the Syriac uh, Christians, then Talat, because of the intervention of, 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 of the German ambassador, explicitly says uh, to the governor Dr. Rashid, uh, that the Syriacs are not included in this Policy in these measures, disciplinary measures, as 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 as, is, as, as the telegram goes. So uh, we have always to distinguish. Uh, yet uh, one can say it is the top of uh, of the of the iceberg. Is the extreme of uh, of a whole uh, 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 set of 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 demographic engineering. It's the exterminatory uh, culmination of uh, of a broader uh, policy that we see very clearly directed against the Armenians. Uh, And uh, explicitly, as far as such a policy ever can be explicit, uh, because we know uh, for all genocide, it's it's normally never explicit, but as far as it can be explicit, uh, so it was explicit only against uh, the armenians and this has uh, several reasons the armenians were overproportionally well organized overproportionally well educated thus not assimilable to such uh, an ideology uh, as uh, wanted by the single party rule so dangerous in their uh, view they were those who had been involved in the state since the Ottoman reforms of the 19th century. They wanted to become equals, uh, including an equal, say, in the politics. So they were uh, the guys uh, Talat uh, feared most as uh, competition, as uh, as actors who had good connections internationally also, so not only uh, organized within the empire. So there are uh, quite a lot of reasons why the Armenians were attacked. Of course, one of the main reasons, if we we do the the comparison with the Jews, is that they were attackable, they were vulnerable. The Jews were in the Yeshuv in Palestine were vulnerable to a certain extent. But Hmm. uh, uh, Western, British, French warships could every time come close there. And uh, and, uh, then the Jews had a much better uh, uh, connection with regard uh, to, to the capitals, also to the press. And Talat feared additional bad news. So he never uh, wanted to afford uh, something similar uh, to, to, to his attack against the Armenians, uh, uh, also against the Jews, because he could not afford to do both at the same time. And and anyway, Palestine was not part of the core uh, lands as of this, what I have called the national core lands uh, or core land of, the, of the empire, so that the Jews, uh, even if they were at risk, they were never at the same risk as, as were the Armenians. And uh, Cemal Pasha had very clearly to understand, when he corresponded with Talat, uh, that he could not apply similar measures, even if non exterminatory measures, that means also measures of, 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 a, of, a, of, a, of a comprehensive expulsion in the case of uh, the Yeshuv, of, of the Jews in Palestine, because Talat did not want this. So Talat ordered Jemal, and this is one among many proofs that Talat had the first say. in the, -hmm. in the, in the, in the, in the committee role, Not, it's not really a triumvirate. That's, that's another revisionist point in my biography. It's, uh, it's Talat's role first. And he orders Cemal Pasha with regard to Palestine, what is to be done and what is not to be done.
0: So we're drawing to the end of our time. I'd like to um, change directions a little bit at the end here. And and you suggest in your book, actually one of the themes of your book, is that Talat and his policies and his example played a really critical role in establishing the basis for Turkey under Mustafa Kemal. So can you explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's, um, uh, he really uh, r- realized uh, the demographic and economic uh, fundament for uh, a exclusively Turkish nation state in Anatolia. Uh, Tal- uh, Kemal the Pasha, the, the later Atatürk, uh, was the. Ingenious organizer of the Muslim resistance. At that time, it was a, it was a fight in the name of Islam from 1919 to 1922. So he was the, the organizer of the resistance, uh, himself a former, CO, uh, CO, former COP member and together with, with, uh, with, uh, with the COP people and with former cadres of uh, Talat. He he was successful in defending Asia Minor uh, in in its entirety for this uh, reduced project. I say reduced project because it was already a project. The national home, the Turk-Yurdu, had already been a project uh, for 10 years before Mustafa Kemal. So he continued without the imperial uh, dimension what already had been uh, the project of the uh, COP uh, leaders and talat in particular, and we see a number of, of reforms uh, uh, on several levels. So I have mentioned already the, the demography and the economy, but also other reforms, more positive reforms uh, uh, with regard to the place of the woman with regard to the revision of the family law. Uh, with regard to 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 better um, the education system, uh, with regard to Turkey to to a language reform, Turkish in 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 the mosques and so on and so forth, we see a lot already. Uh, see that a lot already had been uh, uh, thought of, and not only this, partly already uh, in in uh, 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 realized. Uh, Of course, never in that uh, radicality and uh, entirety as then uh, by uh, Mustafa Kemal Atatürk in the interwar period. Uh, What is another very clear uh, proof for for my uh, statement that uh, that Kemal Atatürk is the successor of Talat is the cooperation of both. When Talat was in exile in Berlin and, 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 Cemal, and Kemal uh, Pasha had the, the place of that uh, hold of leadership in, in Anatolia, they understood themselves as working for the same cause. But Talat <laughs> now not at the first place and only in uh, from abroad, uh, so internationally, and Kemal at the first place on the ground.
0: So what should we think of Talat now?
1: <laughs> yeah, what should we think? I think it's a it's, uh, it's, uh, very high time to uh, very soberly, uh, not resentfully, very soberly, uh, clearly, uh, uh, see what went wrong because that's, I think, um, uh, an expression we need to see. A lot went wrong in the 1910s, and genocide is the the worst uh, aspect of it. Uh, No uh, person uh, is is totally evil, uh, and uh, Talat, uh, uh, not Talat as well, Uh, Yet uh, he stands for a very, very dark shadow, and it's time to to speak this uh, 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 openly out uh, in in research, in scholarship, but also in politics, because there are uh, so many streets, mosques and schools with the name of Talat in Turkey and beyond Turkey. And uh, that cannot be, that's, that's wrong public history that, that destroys uh, political culture in any constructive democratic uh, sense based on human rights. So it's simply time to look soberly back at this person, his impact, and to learn, finally, uh, lessons uh so it's uh, it's uh, hopefully that I was uh, uh, in a way a deconstructor of, uh, of talat in this biography but uh, as I say with the hope that this uh, is helpful uh, because lessons can be learned, even if uh, very belatedly.
0: Well, it's a wonderful book, and I, I find myself saying this in a lot of interviews. But it's especially true with you that, that the book is far richer than we've had a chance to do it justice. So, so I encourage listeners to go out and, and purchase it and, and read the argument in full. Um, and it, it's it's a fascinating book. Um, so, Hans Lucas, we I always ask guests the same final question, and, and, and that's pretty simple. Um, and it actually applies for me now. I will be on a plane in a couple nights, so I have a. Ample time to read um, what what would you suggest to listeners well, a, a book or two or perhaps a movie? Uh, I don't know what what was meaningful to you that you would like other people to read as you as you thought about the subject?
1: Yeah, uh, so, uh, of course, uh, I I could not uh, find uh, the the ultimate book on Talat because (laughs) in in this case I had to write it myself. But there are uh, two books I I wanted to mention uh, uh, as as an answer to your question. Uh, One uh, book is uh, 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 an eyewitness report by Jakob Künzler. Uh, The title is In the Lands of Blood and Tears, Experiences in Mesopotamia During the World War. That's a book that very soberly, but uh, very impressively shows what happens under Talat's rule in Urfa. So just in in a part of the empire. Yeah. And a very readable, uh, not so long book. The other one is uh, closer to the center. Uh, it's Armenian Golgotha by Grigoris Spalakian. And uh, it's also a very readable book that shows the experiences of uh, an Armenian prelate uh, 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 who is in Istanbul uh, during uh, this time, but then is arrested, is one of those arrested, but in contrast to, so, uh, to the majority, uh, manages to survive uh, despite uh, uh, Talat's policy. These are my uh, two recommendations.
0: Well, your book took, I think you said, almost or perhaps a whole decade to prepare um, I guess one reasonable option at this point would be just to relax. But my guess is you're working on something else. Do you have another project you're working on?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I am. Uh, I am thinking uh, now, and and in fact, I'm doing this since uh, since several years already. Because as I said, i before you started the interview. It takes me a long time before writing a new book. So since a couple of years, I'm thinking about the book on the contemporary uh, Middle East. Uh, yeah. That uh, Now it's, it, it, it sounds very differently, but the book that uh, outspokenly uh, deals with the religious factors and the role of, uh, of eschatology, of apocalyptic literature, of uh, Islam, Jewish faith, and Christian apocalyptical expectations, and not only Sunni Islam, also Shiite Islam. So I wanted, and the thesis is, or the observation from which I start, is that we see a lot of holy scripture on the surface of the political discourses, much more than uh, under Talat. And but you know you have read the book, there is a lot of religion oh, already. Uh, right. uh, much more than we read um, or, or in, in some textbooks. And now we have arrived in a in a in a time where we have even more. We have even more uh, religious, uh, holy, holy scripture at the surface of the political discourse. And I wanted to to do a study uh, on this uh, issue, which will be a a kind of a contemporary history of the Middle East, but uh, with this uh, particular, I would say, a crucial focus and key to understand what is going on today.
0: Well, it sounds like a great project, and I hope you'll come back and uh, talk about it on the New Books Network when you're done. But for now, thank you so much for your time. It's a wonderful book, and I'm I'm I, I will thank you on behalf of the audience for um, explaining some high points of it.
1: Thank you Kelly for this uh, conversation.
0: All right, we'll take care.